0: the late afternoon of October 16th, 2023, Monday here in Toronto. This is a special bonus podcast version of Rook. I'm Gian Gomeshi. Hello to you from Toronto, from Canada. This is the second week in a row, mm-hmm. Pega June. Yes,
1: yes that, it is. Uh,
0: you know, I don't usually say Pega I know. A lot of affection today. Yes. That we are giving you a bonus podcast. Let's call this episode two hundred and ninety. Mm 0.5, because the last episode was (laughs) 290. Yes. So this is 0.5. You see, it's a bonus.
1: Thank you for that. I'm
0: explaining. I'm just (laughs) trying to bring you along. This is part of a new uh, tradition uh, of doing the Rook Monday Roundup of Events and Issues with Pega and or a panel. So Mondays, we're just going to do the roundup. Um, um, Thursdays will be our regular show with interviews, with everything else we bring you. This is the roundup on Mondays. We're doing these as bonus podcasts until November. After which they will be behind a Patreon wall, the Patreon wall. So we invite you to become a Rook member on Patreon. This is really simple. If you've never heard of this before, you just go to our website, Rookmedia.com. You press the support us button, you have the joy. Of supporting us. And also, you'll be taken to our Patreon page. And for as little as five bucks a month, you can access our Monday shows starting in November. And more bonus content and little surprises as well. Uh, So RookMedia.com. And then support us if you want to become a Rook member on Patreon. We really appreciate it when you do. But no pressure. No off. If you don't want to, we're happy to have you out there. And uh, back with our regular big edition of Rook on Thursday, which will always be available to everybody. Episode 290.5 today, the Rook Roundup, the Merjui murder, which of course we have to get to, uh, the situation with Hamas, uh, meeting with foreign ministers of Iran, etc., uh, a possible war, imminent war, and Calapoche.
1: That definitely fits right in. Yes,
0: which is, uh, I'll explain why that's in there as well. In studio, you can hear her voice. She's our regular Rook Roundup specialist and a producer. Hello, Pega. Hello. Also in the studio, an Iranian-Canadian innovation strategist, a designer who's been very active in the Iranian community here in Toronto, especially during the uprising of the last year. It's a pleasure to have Raharou here.
2: Hello, hello, hello. Hello. Thank you so much for having me.
0: Welcome. It's great to have you here, and um, hopefully already I'm hoping for you to be here uh, um, a lot Fingers crossed. part of our uh, <laughs> like that. Roundup uh, team. By the way, innovation strategist, very impressive title. Thank you no idea much. what it means, but very impressive. <laughs> I don't either. It's like <laughs> on The kidding. Bachelor when people have like marketing specialists and you find out that they <laughs> hand out things on a street corner. I'm not sure, what is an innovation specialist?
2: Well, an innovation strategist is someone who basically um, works for different organizations or companies and um, tells them how they can use um, different, basically, ideas or different, different strategies, different technologies that come a- out um, to their benefit. So, mm. for example, right now AI is a big thing, and I'm sure everyone knows about ChatGPT. Mm-hmm. You know, um, MidJourney, all of these. And um, what I do is I, I basically um, ideate and I illustrate how. Um, these technologies or these ideas can fit into the landscape of a company or a business or right.
0: you know very lengthy answer
1: yeah. thank you yeah. more well. importantly i like that your reference point was the bachelor
0: <laughs> yeah i I've, I've been known okay. to yeah i mean i j- but also um, <laughs> still not still not a doctor or engineer by the way no. innovation <laughs> strategist i'm not sure where it fits in the hierarchy of proud iranian parents do they understand innovation strategists?
2: They are pretty proud. I, I hope <laughs> I hope they're <laughs> right. proud, but um, I didn't really give them a choice on that. Um, I'm pretty independent-minded, so right. but they're okay. All right, we'll we we hear some of one. that
0: independence here. Yeah. Visiting from also at the table, visiting from London. He's a singer, a songwriter, an activist a former Rook guest. You may know him from his one of his bands, Blurred Vision, also from his solo work. He has a brand new album out called Love Revolution. Sepp Osley is here in the studio. Hello, hello Sepp.
3: Sir. Hello, hello, again.
0: An Iranian-Canadian boy. Yeah, Iranian-born. is boy. now in London. You've done the opposite of me. Yeah. <laughs> you, I grew up in London and came here. You, right. You've moved to the UK. Yeah. It's nice to have you in Canada.
3: It's great to be here doing the... Uh, Promotions for, like you said, the EP Love and Revolution. Uh, did the London launch, hopped over to the city I grew up in, and um, sort of put together this intimate event and night. And it was wonderful. Uh, that the, the Toronto gig the last Toronto Toronto week. gig, yeah, yeah. yeah. It was just a, a. Both shows were an intimate sort of run up to what's about to come in 2024. So it's just good to be back in the city I grew up in, you know? So I consider myself Persian born canadian raised british based
0: globally driven <laughs> I, was, I was reading some of the the notes around the impetus for the songs on this album this mm. new record of yours and it's it's so funny how you keep doing things that are prescient. Like you're talking about uh, this is really important because we're facing potential war in our world and everything. Mm-hmm. It's like you wrote this before the last week, right? I, I mean, uh, this this yeah, album, I wrote and it, so yeah. and it and it's kind of like that. Um, that I mean, you're. Somewhat very uh, like your 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 moment that you're very famous for is is um, when your band Blurred Vision did that song uh, where you took the Pink Floyd Another Brick in the Wall and mm. you did Hey Ayatollah. Yeah. And we've talked about how that song, even when you were doing it at the time around the Green Movement, yeah, was supposed to be about that moment, and yet it keeps being relevant year after year after year.
3: Yeah. I mean, you know, I always start out. When I perform that song, I always it's preempted with, "I am working towards the day I never have to sing this song again," (laughs) because I'm sick of it. I'm sick of saying his words, Ayatollah. I don't ever want to sing that song. That's really the goal that we're moving towards. But as a songwriter, I've always looked at music and lyrics as a more of a global theme, which is what this is all about. You know, these are songs that were written two years ago. Uh, in the span of that time that we were in COVID Mm. and they just happen to also connect as they usually tend to do when something is on an international basis with so many of the things that are going on in the world right now so yeah I make an anti-war stand that I wrote two years ago and it's very prevalent now it was prevalent for the Ukraine war and again I pray that I will never sing these songs because that will mean that we no longer have war yeah it's pertinent so you know
0: uh how is it how does it feel to be back in canada
3: it's wonderful i mean you know having family here and and it's the city that i i grew up in and i know not with this many iranians everything looks very different to me now yeah Uh, it's it's all changed when you you were here
0: it wasn't toronto as much no
3: no not not as much um and i was always sort of away from the bulk of the persian community Um, So I didn't really Wasn't intertwined with it But of course I knew about it Um, But it's changed Everything has changed Doesn't it freak you out
0: How Persian it is The the north It's crazy It is crazy Especially because It's where I grew up Hmm. Where there were no I mean literally no Persians For for miles I I always say this It's like Where were you 30 years ago When I could use backup You know there's nothing (laughs) And now it's just like I mean it must be does your life flash before your eyes the way it does for me when you see?
3: I mean, you're you're right. I mean, there was a time when, as younger, you know, in the North York area, it was very dispersed and sort of people in the outskirts and nothing like it is today. And I, I think it's, it's a wonderful thing. But like I was saying, that uh, there are the elements that come in that you realize, well, this is fresh from the exports of Iran. Yeah. And they're the not negative. Not always in a good way. Yeah, yeah exactly. There, there's a lot of the negative. And, and just
0: frankly, as the community exponentially grows, I mean, Pega, you would speak to this too. You've been uh, here a long time as well. Now, and not to be too Toronto-centric mm-hmm. because, of course, people are listening to us around the world, somewhere in Australia and Texas or whatever <laughs> and going enough about Toronto. But yeah. but as the community here exponentially grows, seemingly so do the, so do the divisions yeah. yes. in the community, which is... Uh, which sucks, but... Um, yeah, yeah. It, it does, it does. Uh, I wanted to... but um, well, that's nice to have you in Canada. Thank you. Anyway, Thank uh, you. I wanted to start off by saying um, I'm still full from yesterday. Mm. We had a, a, a group outing. Uh, the Rook, <laughs> this is before we get to the serious roundup. Um, although... I mean, what's more serious than eating a sheep? <laughs> but, uh, but but we had a we had a little a, a little excursion, a little a team excursion uh, that some people who shall remain unnamed opted out of I to was, go to go okay. and have some authentic calipoche. <laughs> mm. oh, now, I'm
1: Now, are you guys? Oh, calipoche you're your fans? fans. I am the biggest fan of. Please calipoche. tell me you're on my side, Sip.
3: Um, uh, I like calipacha. Oh, Have you no. had calipacha? I've had it. It's, it's a long while That's since I've delicious. had it, but there's something special about it when it's done right. Listen, I, I've here.
0: never had, I mean, this was like a, there's a serious, like, authentic place. All they do is calipacha. They're just like, don't fuck around. There's no <laughs> no paneer and sabzi here. This is like calipacha. You know, there's no wow. kebab. It's wow. like, and, uh, and so I had had it before, but mm-hmm. I felt, I feel like I've always had like at a friend's house or I had it in, in Dubai and I feel like I, I, it wasn't, so that knowing that this was the real thing, you mm-hmm. know, it was an interesting experience and... Um,
2: Did you
1: like
0: it? I gotta say, I mean, uh, yeah, I thought it was very ta- It still kind of freaks me out, but it's really tasty.
1: It's good, oh, yeah. it's like amazing. The, like
0: the one part that freaked me out was the eye.
2: Oh, you'll get used to that.
0: And uh, like just the idea, like he was like, uh, hey, why did you have <laughs> no. my friend was like, oh, the, the the left eye is the tastier one. <laughs> and I was like, oh, seriously, I'm going to eat the, the poor oh sheep's God. eye. And then it was actually delicious. It? Oh, delicious. yeah. Oh, my God. The and, and the, uh, the face, <laughs> I don't know what you it's called. What's the, called? Rahm, what's the face called?
1: I just can't.
0: Rohan, what's the face called?
1: Danogush. Is that the same as the inside of the cheek? Is that what you're talking about? Yeah. yeah. Okay. That That's I've actually had. That's very tasty. delicious and the very tongue. tasty. The and tongue. the tongue. Yeah, we're getting into territory. I don't understand. That I'm See, like... this
0: is the thing about Pega. Oh, you're here so uh, you're so <laughs> excited about being Iranian. Yes. You're running around to listening to Radio Javon or whatever that music is that you listen to, <laughs> and the shisha hash and all that. But they, well, I would think you would embrace this this calapache thing. I
1: I just I can't get over what you were saying with the eye and the head and the I, I'm sorry to everyone who enjoys it. There's a smell that I just can't yeah, get over. Yeah, that's what over. they said. Yeah, what? To Calipacha's defense, okay? Yeah.
2: It Who is will speak the for the Calipacha? Kat- <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> Rahul. Rahul. Because yes, yeah, yeah, I, mean, yeah. I love it. And also, if you know the history, I mean, Calipacha comes from mm-hmm. the idea that you should not waste any part of a dead animal, basically. Mm-hmm. And I think that's yeah, beautiful. Pega.
0: You know, so I was, I was like afraid of it until yesterday. Now I'm like <laughs> now big he's defender like of that. Yeah, yeah, would you? No, but, uh, but go ahead. So, yes, yeah, don't so waste any part of the animal. Yeah don't, yeah,
2: don't waste any part of the animal. And I think Iranians do a great job cooking that. And I think it's very delicious. That's it is
0: very it. chadby, right? Yeah,
2: you shouldn't have it more than once a month.
0: Yeah, that's what they say, and the which Once is a, a weird month. business model for the re- you know, like it's like he baked into the restaurant. It's like, well, see you in a couple of months because we can't come regularly. Anyway, I'm going to give a shout out to yeah. these guys because uh, you know they're not sponsoring us or anything, but that but they, they it was a it's a very authentic place it's called Nika Kitchen in Richmond cool. Hill in and so if, and they're actually they're only open in the mornings wow. or like they close at like 4 p.m. each day right. so it's like a, a morning crowd from 6 a.m. so the guy the owner who I was talking to afterwards Masood uh, he, he, he gets up like and makes Calipache at 3 in the morning for oh, the wow. 6 a.m. crowd yeah And like workers will come in the first thing in the morning. And yeah. So it's an amazing culture. But it it put me in mind of something uh, also this week that I remember that I think is a funny thing that Persians say to each other. Um, You know, um, sometimes, (laughs) at least in my family, we would say this, where you would eat something. Mm -hmm. My dad would say, you know, would eat something that he didn't love the taste of. And he would say, (laughs) maze kharaj mide. Right? Did you ever get that? I've never heard you that. You never, no, no. never heard that? No. Is that just my dad? Yeah, I <laughs> oh, <Jesus. laughs> See, I think these things are Iranian things. Yeah. <laughs> Which I always thought was such a funny thing. That's that is funny. Because like it that, tastes actually. foreign, like we're sitting in fucking Canada. You know? Hey, eat macaroni yeah. and cheese. Like, it always means that, like, it tastes off somehow, right? Yeah. It's, uh, <laughs> but I didn't know that was oh, just that's uh, great. Well, let us know. See, this is again. Maybe it's just the wrong crowd here because I'm sure somebody would have said. My dad also used to. You know what my dad used to call a cat? You know, cor- corbe, What mm-hmm. he would call? It? Bishur khar. A Bishurchar. A stupid donkey. <laughs> <Bishur
2: khar. laughs> <laughs>
0: in a loving way he loved the cats he would call them uh, so I would like I growing up Russian. I was like oh what's your Bishudchar's name and they'd be like what <laughs> what are you saying you know, bish- <laughs> the what, you
3: are You know? sure your dad wasn't just setting you up for a lot <laughs> of no that's how was his name <laughs> <laughs> tell the kid uh,
0: alright oh fine <laughs> so uh, what, what have we learned so far Raha and I are going to go for Cat yeah definitely <laughs>
3: Except,
0: <laughs> so far you're very Switzerland about all this you're, you don't you know You've been very neutral about it. He everything.
1: said he likes yeah. Canada. But like, I'm, I'm
0: down for Canada. He kind of said Butcher. it, but you know,
1: you're I was down really for it. hoping I would have yeah. someone on my I'm side. I'm down for but, trying you know. it, but uh,
3: yeah.
0: All right, let's get to the roundup. Uh, enough hijinks. Let's uh, let's talk about. Uh, uh, sadly, I mean, all of the, you know, I guess there's some weeks where we have some positive things. Yeah. Shervin wins a Grammy or something, but mm-hmm. I mean, there's very there's very little that feels positive, right now. Not just for. Iranians and Iran, necessarily, but um but just globally. Mm-hmm. Um, and I thought i would I would ask a a tediously uh, simple question to begin. Uh, and um, because the roundup is just about giving us your opinions based on your own experience. Nobody has to be an expert to but just in general, how are you feeling about the world right now, Raha?
2: I'm feeling. I was actually listening to a podcast about this. I'm feeling very hopeless, um, but it's very important to find hope in times like this where the world, when the world is going crazy around you and everything seems to be kind of spiraling down. Um,
0: So you feel more hopeless now than you have in other times?
2: Yeah, because, I mean back of last year it was all about iran and women life freedom and we were fighting that war but now it's become a it's 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 a bigger um, it's a bigger conflict i think and but if i may
0: this time last year we were uh, i mean we were horrified by kids being shot and Masa Amini and keon and you all that but we were also consumed in hope like mm-hmm. this, ex- this exact yeah. time last year, we were freaking exactly. out. We were unified. Mm-hmm. We were like, mm-hmm. change is coming. Yeah. Um, so, in, in juxtaposed to that, yeah. it's a very different it's moment. A
2: very, it's a very difficult time because things have calmed down there, not for the better. Um, and the world is going crazy as well.
0: And the world is going crazy, not unrelated to Iran. That's exactly, what I want to yes. get to uh, exactly. in this, yeah. on this show. But uh, just in general, Sepp, how are you feeling with the world right now? Um,
3: I think I always maintain the line of hope. Uh, and in these times of great sorrow and pain that you see around the world, I always tend to dive back into my heroes and look at the paths that they walked in times of great despair. I think of Bob Marley in the 70s, and the revolutions and the political upheaval that was going on in Jamaica and how he stood with so much strength through his music and through his personality while treading some of the most dangerous moments of bloodshed and carnage and getting shot. And then two weeks later, stepping up on stage and uniting the oppositions that were trying to kill him. Uh, I think about John Lennon, and I think about these voices that went through so much in terms of war and all that stuff, and yet still managed to give humanity the best that we hope for in song. And I always tend to go back to that, and I always think that the best is still there. There is goodness to fight for. There is justice to fight for, even if it is just a, a fool's hope. I still maintain it, you know, no Peg- matter how bad it gets.
0: Nicely said. Pega.
1: Um, I'm definitely less hopeful than I was last year, that's for sure. Um, I think I, I very much agree with what you were saying that, you know, last year this time there was this invigorating sense of anything is possible and we're on the cusp of, you know, getting what we've all wanted for the last 40 some odd years, as a, you know, at least relating it to Iran. Mm-hmm. Um, Right now, I'm definitely less hopeful. I'm I'm concerned about the region as a whole. I think, in light of you know the the current conflict between Israel and Palestine and and what's been happening in Gaza, um, that's made me a little bit more hopeless, I guess, because I know I know what's to come. I know it's not going to just stop there. I know the implications that has on the region as a whole, and that's where the concern is.
0: Somebody asked me a question. I, I, I want to. Uh as we start this roundup here, I want to, this is the first question I have for you. And it's actually a question somebody asked of me. Mm-hmm. Um, and because I've talked about, I mean, the, the situation that is dominating the discussion around the world or obviously right now is Israel, Gaza. Um, obviously what's exactly happening moment to moment on the ground there, but also right. the broader implications of mm. what this means for the world, etc. And I've talked about it on this show, particularly with regard to um the 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 responsibility and the role that uh the Iranian regime uh, or the Islamic Republic I should say and, and its leaders are playing in what's going on uh, there and I suspect we're going to talk a bit about that um but but that's been my focus to sort of go if if you're up for, High fiving because Hamas is having its way with people at a f- music festival and 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 slaughtering them. I'm not on side, you know. And that this is that's Absolutely. that's where I, uh, uh, I, as an objective journalist, I'm going to draw the line and go there. Uh, you know, I, I choose to be subjective, right? <laughs> but but somebody in the aftermath of that was saying. Um, people are asking me to whether I support Israel and whether I support the Palestinians and and I feel like I'm in a weird position as an Iranian, you know, um, and there's so many ways that we can parse what that means, you know, and we all know and probably with people yeah. listening to us right now know uh, the strange situation, uh, the strange existence of Iranians when it comes to this issue. Are we are you, with the Muslims? Are we with the State of Israel, which we, was our friend for many years? What are, where, where are we at? This is a, this is a regime that's funded. Hamas there's at the same time we are compassionate about Gaza what is the and the question that was asked of me is do Iranians need to take a position in other words if you were sitting somewhere I suspect in in let's say Cambodia Cambodia and you're a Cambodian and mm-hmm. you're you're watching this. You may empathize. You may have an opinion on imperialism and colonialism and all of that for sure or the United States but if you're sitting there you go, oh, well, that's a conflict that's happening somewhere in the world much the way we might look at um, something that's happening in South America or whatever um, and that's not about me and, and mm-hmm. good luck to both sides or whatever, you know. Um, but this feels a lot more intimate somehow for us even if we're not Israelis or Palestinians so do Iranians need to take I'm not sure what the answer is but Raha, you're shaking your head
2: as an Iranian my fight is very clear and it's with the IRGC so I think whatever side I'm taking um, doesn't have to do with any other countries or governments of any other countries it's got to do with against IRGC And specifically in this instance, I'm I'm very angry because I feel like for so many years now, the IRGC has been prioritizing the people of that region over Iranians. And I think that's what we should all be concerned about. Um, Yeah.
0: Sorry, what do you mean by that? The IRGC has been prioritizing people of the the region uh, over Iranians? I know what you mean, but explain it. Yeah.
2: They've been sending help, they've been sending resources, they've been sending to to Gaza and to I wanna say that region because I, I wanna take a humanitarian side. I don't wanna I don't wanna take side with any particular party. Um but what I know for a fact is that I'm against the Iranian regime um prioritizing other people um and prioritizing a war that's not his or yeah, I mean, I almost—I almost feel
0: like I'm, I know you don't necessarily mean it that way, but I'm almost like, would that they were prioritizing people? I feel like it's <laughs> prioritizing a an expansionist ideology mm-hmm, by yeah. by funding you know uh, yeah. organizations that are. That terrorist do horrible things. Yeah, I yeah. mean, so that's uh, yeah, not to be confused with helping no. uh, the good people of whatever no, no, no. country. We I mean, because we never all do. know they're not.
2: Because <laughs> we all know they're not. IRGC is a terrorist organization, and it collaborates with terrorist organizations. And I think we saw an example of that yesterday when the defense minister uh, met with um, Hamas's leader. So, the foreign minister. We'll get
0: to we'll get to that. Uh, do do Iranians need to take a position on? This war,
3: this situation, I think, and I thought about this over the last few days of, of what has happened. And, you know, it's one of those moments which I hate, but it is that moment of, I told you so, quote unquote. Mm-hmm. Iranians, all of us from inside, outside, all around the world have been shouting not only for our brothers and sisters inside Iran, but for any of us that see this as a global society and want to change the world for the better, we were shouting at the fact that, look, if we don't stop this regime, this is the outcome. These are not, you know, groups or individuals that look to the world and think, I will help you. I will bring peace to your lands. These people, all they think about is destruction. They are like the purveyors of hate and pain. Mm-hmm. And for us to. Who are these people? The regime. The regime, yeah. Who work with. Terror, terrorist proxies like Hezbollah, like mm-hmm. Hamas. And so when we were shouting woman life freedom, we're still shouting woman life freedom. We will continue to shout azadi" until it is reality. The situation is that it's not just for Iranians. We've been banging on everyone's door saying it's for mm-hmm. the whole world. Yeah, because Iran's freedom puts an end to all of this, changes all of this stuff that we see in the Middle East. And yes, certainly. Iranians, perhaps, have some of the best input to give, being from the region and understanding not only the political, which many can understand around the world, but the cultural sensitivities.
0: But but I I think part of the question do Iranians need to take a position is, uh, you know, um, is it incumbent upon us to support Israel? or to support the Palestinians? Uh,
3: that's a decision to, for every human being to make. Uh, I don't think it's something that comes down to... I would never want to be that person. I'm seeing it a lot around the world of people being violently forced to make a decision, right. mm-hmm. which is rather BS, uh, and and to see support for or that. Or
0: to not say their position for fear of being beaten up or, or something. Or,
3: or exactly, yeah, yeah. or that which is ridiculous. but. I think it's it's something that uh, you know Iranians can give a, a, an analysis to this the way that others cannot, and that's where the value comes in. And a lot of the Western sort of progressive minds that are injecting their thoughts into this equation are doing more harm because they don't understand the cultural sensitivities let me, let me of come the back Middle to
0: that. East. Pega, how do you answer the
3: question?
1: Um, I don't know. I. <laughs> I think it's really personal. I, I I can't say that you know we should or we shouldn't as a whole. What I can say is that, um, similar to what Sepp was saying, I think as Iranians and because of what we've gone through with the Islamic Republic, with what we've been going through the last 40 some odd years, what we've been through the last year and a half especially, we're in a great position to be able to speak on some of what is also happening within the region, whether it be in Gaza right now, whether it be in Syria, whether it be in Lebanon, and all sorts of other places where there are actors similar to the Islamic Republic. Mm -hmm. Um, And I I agree with you, Sep, I think there's nuances that we're very well versed on. And for that reason, if we have these strong opinions, they they're warranted and i think that's where the strong opinions come from
0: there, there are those nuances but there's also um some basic stuff that doesn't even require nuance that we understand that it's it it's kind of humorous to me that the world doesn't um there's this ongoing conversation about is iran somehow involved mm-hmm. in <laughs> supporting oh ha- i there mean i was listening to uh, uh, I, I found this such an interesting moment for me because I was, I was listening to a, a a call-in show, an American radio mm-hmm. show, a very popular one, uh, and the question was... Um, do you think Iran is involved somehow in, you know, Hamas and and what's what's happening? And so I'm Jerry from you know Lubbock, Texas, is calling and going, I think so. I think that Iran, you know, somebody <laughs> else says, well, we shouldn't jump to conclusions. And I'm like listening, going, yes, of course. Fuck's sake, you know, yeah. Any Iranian, exactly. ask an Iranian, and we'll tell you, yes. I mean, except for those who are somehow intertwined with the regime or CEPA well, even, or whatever. Even
1: the ones who are intertwined are admitted. Well, they would to, say yes too. I
0: mean, but it, it, what do you make of this weird moment where the Ir- iran- Iranians are almost ahead of the rest of the world in yeah. saying no 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 iran is complicit in this it's- don't don't actually um try and be nice to us and be uh, and, and and be too thoughtful about this we already know of course. that this regime i mean we're intimately aware of what this regime is capable of yeah. and therefore of course we know that the regime is involved in exporting terror. But somehow, they can't say.
1: Sorry, they Go can't ahead. say that. Or this is why I think there's some question about that because there's a concern that comes with admitting that. I mean, it, we talked about this yes, on Monday. We talked that about that they have why. to start a war then, exactly. etc. So it becomes really difficult to say. But you at know, the
0: level of a talk show uh, where, yeah, where people are calling in, that's the part where I'm just going. Yeah, yeah. and you know, we we have to educate. Now it's another round of education, you Mm -hmm. know, where we have to talk to our non-Iranian friends and say, this is, you know, you're not offending me if you say that you think Iran is involved in this. Because we agree with you because Iran, quote unquote, is not our families in, you know, inside the country. Iran is this regime that uh, the people of the country don't even support for the most part. I
1: think the education piece is what it's been for so long, which is disheartening which is really making people understand that it's the Islamic Republic and Iran. They're they're two separate things. Iranians and the Islamic Republic are two very, very different things, and I think that's the distinction. And and it's,
3: uh, you know, from what you were saying about the talk show, it's that, uh, again, the idea of understanding the nuances and feeling like you want to pull your hair out when you hear somebody go, well, I think... Islamic Republic are be, are involved with Hamas. And as Iranians, we're like, what, are you kidding? But the problem is that... Well,
0: they don't say... I mean, I, at this point, everybody knows that part. But they, but they, the question around was the... I mean, these are the things that... Were they I'm directly sorry, involved with so, this attack? There's so much... And I think social media amps this up is, yeah, what are the particulars... I mean, even... Not to go into a rabbit hole on this, but even the question of whether the the babies have been decapitated or not and yeah. this dominated for 48 hours of no that was fake news it's like really do we really need to know whether yeah. the babies were decapitated like we can't call this a terror exactly. attack unless we know if the babies were de- decapitated and babies yeah. were killed right we agree on that yeah. we agree that there was a music festival that, that with the the biggest loss of innocent life at any music festival ever yeah yeah yeah. but it's too horrific
3: for that so the context is always looked upon with western eyes well it couldn't happen here and if it did happen here we'd have a great deal of evidence for it so where is your evidence show us the paperwork almost trying to see these regimes and these organizations as being legitimate Mm -hmm. in that way these are Evil monsters, like Yes, or
0: wanting to change the conversation, to, uh, depending on which side you support, kind of thing. It's like, well, do we really have the evidence of that 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 happened? Right. It's like, dude, we have enough evidence. Well, that, it's like the moon landing at, died, at the end right? of the day. You yeah. know,
3: every, every no, they don't. It's it's this idea that I don't believe anything I see, I don't believe anything I read. But of course, for us, we're looking at it and we're going, well, yes, this absolutely is happening because just up until what eight months ago, when we were yelling about the fact that there's sixteen thousand inmates. Uh, prisoners, protesters that were arrested, that we kept saying they will kill them if we don't speak. And then everybody on the outside in the Western world was like, what are you exactly. talking about? Exactly. They're not going to kill 16,000 and execute all these people. When Iranians were saying, of course they are. If yeah. we don't stand up and shout, yes. they're all dead. Yes. Without a it hes- seems second's inconceivable hesitation. maybe to, yeah. <laughs>
0: um, but, uh, but the other thing that's happening with, with this... Iran and the Hamas situation, the the situation in there's this horrific to anyone, any objective person would look at what's happening in Gaza and say this is horrific, right? Um, Am I missing this? I don't see where Iran is sending help to the people of of Gaza right now. I mean, I know that they're meeting with Hamas, yeah. Yeah. and I don't actually know what Hamas is doing to yeah. to, to save the people of of, of Gaza. Yeah. Not very there's, much. There's Nothing. a there's Nothing. the 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 tone and tenor of this video that emerged of Abdullahian, mm-hmm. the foreign minister, meeting with his Hamas counterpart, yeah. and it was like two bros going into the the club on a yeah. Saturday night. You yeah. know. Um, was, was kind of terrifying mm-hmm. it was like as we say not only is there no denial like you know where I mean there's a de- denial that somebody issued a, was it was a Khamenei or somebody Khamenei, said yeah. well, we didn't exactly help plan the thing he You said know. we
1: weren't involved in the militant attacks right sure. but way to go
0: but, but but good job, Hamas. But, yeah, yeah. Meanwhile, yeah.
3: Hamas in I my think, office yeah. three days prior to yeah. the attack. Yeah. What,
0: what 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 do you? I mean, none of us are policy experts, but but it, but it, it does feel like we're they're closer to a war that involves Iran. than than we've been.
3: I think that's something that the Islamic Republic wants, wants, desperately wants. I was was thinking
0: none of these things that they're doing make sense unless they want Iran to be part of this war. Well, of
3: of course, and the the, the dialogue that was had prior to this was Saudi Arabia's uh, thawing of relations Mm -hmm. with Israel, the Abraham Accords that... The Islamic Republic did not want that to go through. And many people have said that this was a big move to completely destroy those talks from going forward into sort of some sense of of peace between the nations. Uh, The Islamic Republic do not want anything of peace in any region of the world. Their survival and existence thrives and survives and lives off of war, pain, control, and Basic oppression. Well, not
0: only that, but uh, as Raha was saying, uh, or intimating, the agenda of the Islamic Republic, the stated agenda of the regime, is to export the islamic republic of course is yeah. to export the ideology. the ideology export the power bring others on side in different mm-hmm. parts of the world where you and you see that happening and yeah see different the levels there's a yeah. lot of there's a lot of solidarity with the yeah. with the regime not necessarily with iranians but with the iranian ain't that is uh, sad r- regime <laughs> right, right what's that
3: ain't that a sad situation it's it's
0: a bizarre situation yeah, i find I mean, it
3: desperately sad that people side with islam that i see flags of the islamic republic what kills me is i'm watching my palestinian brothers and sisters doing these rallies and it's like yes stand for your rights because you 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 deserve those human rights and all of that but at the same time i'm seeing placards of ayatollah and the islamic flag and i'm thinking well why aren't you guys stopping these why are why is there no dialogue here to say hey we're not associated with those yeah. bad guys. Don't yeah. bring that to our party. But
0: look, can I just turn it around? Let me ask it the, the same, maybe a similar question, but a different way. Um, Reza Pahlavi has basically said, Crown Prince, Shahzadeh Ch- Reza Pahlavi, what, whatever title you wanna uh, <laughs> call him by, he has said, uh, effectively, I mean, I saw him on Fox News yesterday. Yeah, He basically said, all of what's happening in that, you know, with this Iran, uh, sorry, Israel Gaza conflict, basically, Middle East inflames all the responsibility of Iran. 100%. In other words, all of, well, I'm going to ask if you agree. It sounds like you do. In other words, without this Iranian regime, this wouldn't be happening. Mm-hmm. And if we eradicate, if we get rid of this regime, I, I'm, I don't think I'm oversimplifying what the Crown Prince is saying or what Reza Pahlavi is saying, because I think he—that it's a pretty simple position. Mm-hmm. It's like maximum pressure is not being followed. We're not imposing the sanctions the way we should. This regime has been allowed to do this. And while this t- regime runs around, you know, able to um, uh, have the power that it does, the, reg- the, the this is what you get. This yeah. is what you get in the Middle East. Yeah. Is that too simplistic? I don't
3: not at all I, what's, what Shah has stated over and over again is the absolute truth to everything we're seeing since the inception of the Islamic Republic in the Middle East and the revolution everything has deteriorated and but the
0: conflict between the Arabs and Jews yeah. in that well, it came piece of before, land it, sure, d- it did not come with the Islamic Revolution. Of
3: course not, but it wasn't as horrific as it has become now because the Islamic Republic's influence in the Palestinian and Israeli conflict is such a severe injection of warfare, of extremism, and of a lot of money. They've injected a lot of money behind these terrorist organizations that they obviously have, but that comes back to maximum pressure that he's talking about. Why is the Islamic Republic making $90 billion through oil sales when they're supposed to be sanctioned? Why aren't they on the IRGC terrorist list in the, in Europe? What, Why aren't these things what, what, happening? What do
0: you guys think of this? I mean, w- whether you support Reza Pahlavi yeah. or not, I mean, do you... Do you...
1: Um, you know. I don't think we can deny the role that the Islamic Republic plays in fueling the fire of the problems that have occurred in that region. But I also don't think it's as simple to say that they are the only or the sole um, perpetrator for this. I think like you said, you know, Arab-Israeli conflict has been around for 70 plus years and the Islamic Republic has only been for 40 some odd years. We, we know that these conflicts existed prior to the Islamic Republic. The point is, like Sep was saying, it's the resources, it's the finances, it's the backing of these organizations that are fueling the fire. I definitely think that without the Islamic Republic, yes, things would be much better. Is it to say that you know we'd have world peace and there would be no other conflicts or no other issues? No, definitely not. But we know that they are a huge actor in the region and that you know they want conflict they want conflict within the Arab world because that's what solidifies their position so of course they're going to be trying and instigating trying to support terrorist organizations trying to fuel the fires of these problems
3: well I think you know to to interject Mm -hmm. in my opinion the number one obstacle between the Israeli and Palestinian peace to be achieved the number one obstacle there is Hamas and the n- number one backer and head of all of these terrorist organizations is the Islamic Republic. So if, if for me, I, th- I kind of think if you simplify it and you take the head off the snake, the mm-hmm. bodies and tentacles will all die away. And the- so
0: the, the all those people who are in the streets in Jordan and in, uh, I mean, you actually don't even need to go to the region, in London, yeah, <laughs> and, uh, um, supporting the Palestinian cause. Uh, some of them actually support Hamas. Well, that's uh, some of them. It's, uh, not, it's not, horrible. Not. How, how you know? It's so. It's so so not just the, the Islamic Republic. And I think
1: Europe. if we're oversimplifying that conflict, it's not just Hamas. It's about land. It's about borders. Mm-hmm. It's about you know so many other specifics. That yes, Hamas is a huge problem, but of course there are so many other conflicts that that the Arab-Israeli conflict is about.
3: I know I, what I'm trying to sort of say is if you remove that big element of Hamas those things that you're talking about will be solvable we will get to that there's point. no mm-hmm.
0: question that the Islamic Republic of Iran is tipping the scales with, its, with, its, with its iron fist did you want to say anything about this
2: no I just wanted to agree with everything it just circles back to what I was saying in the beginning I feel like if IRGC is taken away from the Middle East Um, A lot of things can be resolved through time. Obviously, it's not going to happen within a day, but, you know, they're fueling the fire there. And
0: and that's where I feel like if there's, again, speaking to our Iranian sisters and brothers, as you say, you know, if there's, uh, for those who are painstakingly posting on social media about um, Israel or Gaza or something like that, it's like let's keep the eye on the prize of our own ancestry yes, right? Exactly. Like, which yeah. is which is this regime that uh, y- you know is that we have some responsibility for I mean we're um, Canadian citizens or British citizens but this is our background this is where our family is and we need to continue that energy to to not just call out the regime but to educate the rest of the world about yeah. the role of again I I do find it funny that there are as you said that there are people in the western left supporting effectively supporting iran yes. supporting the islamic republic of iran for fear that it's somehow racist or something to to attack that's you know and and where iranians <laughs> are going no you know this is uh stand with us we don't We're need your iranians. help in terms of uh, you know yeah i mean it's uh Um, we are coming to you on rookmedia.com. It's there. You can link to all of our platforms, Spotify, SoundCloud, Apple, Instagram, CastBox. If you want to watch visuals with Rook, you can see them on YouTube and our descriptions and bulletins in, um, Persian on Telegram. Remember you can become a Patreon member by going to our website, rookmedia.com and becoming a Rook member there when you press the support us button. All right. Um, I kind of wanted to get that conversation out of the way before we talked about Darius uh, Merjoui because um, I'm not sure how we recover from a conversation about uh, an iconic Iranian filmmaker being murdered uh, in Iran um, and as we were saying I mean it's it's it, there's not a lot of rosy things to talk mm-hmm. about but this is this was particularly just devastating um, treacherous kind of um, news that was one of those things where you do a double take I didn't yeah. grow up in Iran and I'm aware of him, him as a filmmaker and his status and his legacy uh, but what what happened he died and his wife so um, catch us up on the story for anybody I mean I, most Iranians around the world listening know this story yeah. or know what we know so far anyway but what's the latest of what we know Pega?
1: So what happened was on Saturday, the news broke that um, Dariush Mehrjui and his wife uh, Vahide Mohammadifar were found by their daughter in their home in Karaj, and they were both found dead, stabbed to death, um, horrifically. I mean, I, I don't necessarily want to go over the details of, of the gory uh, scene that the their poor daughter was faced with, but um, we don't really know what happened. There, there is no con- concrete answer as to you know was it was it a random attack was it um you know who who killed these these individuals what happened there's no security footage somehow um there's nothing there's no evidence which is there's
0: no shortage of theories on persian twitter exactly
1: exactly so the fact that this is such a suspicious death um coupled with the fact that you know we had another suspicious death of another iranian director Mm -hmm. um i i think months ago um poor ahmad same thing kind of happened there so th- this idea that this is somehow um related to the islamic republic is definitely not far-fetched um there's definitely a lot of theories circulating about that but stepping away from that for a moment i just want to shed light on you know how how big of a loss this was um daryush was um you know probably a pioneer of the Iranian cinema new wave movement that kind of occurred in the 70s and he was one of the first people to really shed light on the discontents of urban life in Iran um, some of his movies caused a great deal of I don't know if I want to say controversy but they definitely shed a bright light on some of the issues in Iran mm-hmm. and so to lose a visionary like that is mm-hmm. just a catastrophic loss for sure
0: um Raha what did you think when you heard the news
2: I was um, I was devastated basically. Um, just first of all, I feel so much for Mona, their daughter, who found who found them um, in that horrific state. Um, going back home, basically, I can only imagine what she's she's. I can't even imagine actually <laughs> what she's going through, and I hope that she recovers from this trauma. Um, but um, I don't know if you read the news that. Um, Vahida had uh, posted a um, had made a post the night before the incident happened, and she had written in her post that or or
0: the week before or a few days before was it the uh, night before?
2: I I read that it was the night before, but uh-huh. but I'm not sure. Vahida being Vahida being the wife. Yes, um, she wrote in her post that tonight our dog started barking vigorously at the door so i went to the door and um there was this man i'm just summarizing what she said there was this man and um he pulled out a, a knife mm. and he threatened me with the knife and i'm still shaking for at first i thought he's joking but then i figured it it was a real threat and um, sh- the fact that she actually wrote this on social media and contacted the securities and the police and they didn't do anything, you would not have this in any country where they value their artists and, and their yeah. cultural figures. You know, He's a huge figure in the Iranian cinema, as uh, Pega actually pointed out. And I, um, the only thing that I can say to this is that what a loss for us as a society to have, to to be to to be in a situation where one of our intellectual figures is taken away from mm-hmm. us like this, mm-hmm. and the, and again we go back to the government and we go back to we go back to the IRGC and. It's them creating a situation where people are either enraged or they hire this person to do so, this. So many you know? people.
0: First of all, we know uh, there's a lot we don't know, but we mm-hmm. do know that it wasn't somebody who'd had too many pints at the local pub who wandered in looking to st- stab somebody, and it happened to be Darius Shmayer Jui, right? I mean, we this it looks like it's with intent Client. and yeah. planned, and we have the, and the the warning beforehand and all of that, which is all very bizarre. Mm-hmm. But all of these things also have a context in the sense that, um, you know, I was talking to somebody and just going, oh, you know, kind of Iran, chaos. You know, and they got very defensive and said, an, an Iranian, obviously, and said, uh, Nadia, this could happen anywhere. You know, these things happen. And, and uh, Iran is just like any other country. And, you know, you know there's always this defense, right? Mm-hmm. Of, and I tell you, I mean, three and a half years of hosting this program, where all, even when we don't want to be political and we go out of our way to not be political, every person who comes on the show talks about how much misery there's been in the last 45 years. You can't see this, the murder of an iconic octogenarian filmmaker and he's stabbed in his, with his wife as somehow separate from all the other misery. I mean, it's, it's, it's surely all part and parcel of something that's not right Right in, 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 the, in, in the country of our ancestry.
3: It's that darkness that hangs over the great ancient lands of our ancestries, of our ancestors, of our homeland. And it won't fade away. It won't go away. None of this stuff that we hear, all of this pain and suffering is going to be alleviated by just allowing it to carry on and sort of just seeing it as well that is what it is you know Iran it's led by the Islamic Republic we don't know the details this and that i was under the impression that uh, the, the mr uh, mayor Joui, uh he did wasn't he very vocal about he the islamic was. republic he, he was. i i heard about it well, he wasn't
0: but he wasn't recently, he wasn't batman golbadi vocal yeah. like oh, he yeah. he had issued a like a um, a video, a video yeah. and and right, he, that but he, but he wasn't, uh, I mean, he, he like like there's someone like Jaff Adepanohi yeah. whose career is being a rebel kind of yeah. uh, fighting against the regime. I don't think he was in that category, no. Right? right?
1: No, he wasn't. I think it, it's only within recent years and, and specifically in the last year and a bit that this one video in particular went viral and it was of him, you know, just kind of so emotional and so distraught. And and he was saying, you know, come, come kill me, come take me. And, you know, that I think was one of the first times that we really saw him be vocal to that extent. And
3: what does what what pushes a man that has been so quiet for so long to be able to live under that circumstance and make his movies still for so Mm -hmm. long? to then get to this point at this old age where he thinks to himself, I cannot hold it in any longer. Mm. I cannot stay silent of what is happening. Well,
1: and there's definitely, sorry, there's definitely different ways of vocalizing your discontent. I mean, look at the films he's made. The fact is that he was one of the first Iranian filmmakers to showcase the discontent of society within his films, right? So, I mean, look at Santuri, for example. I mean, I think that's one that many people have seen. There's so many things in that film that that very creatively but obviously show that discontent yeah Yeah,
2: that's what I was going to say I don't think I don't think he's recently become an activist in this area I think he's been an activist through his work of art Um, and um, because I think as an artist you don't necessarily have to come on camera and be like this is what I believe Um, you can just talk through your your art right well absolutely and that's what he was doing i mean santuri it came out and it made a lot of noise because at the time that it came out it was it 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 was it was huge you know you were in iran at the time yes i was i was in iran at the time and um i was actually i think in my first i think it was i was in my third year of middle school and we were all talking about it, like, oh my God! Look, Golshifteh has the, has an affair in this film. So it was very forward thinking. It was very different from what we had seen in that time. Like at a part, um, Golshifteh loses her scarf, and I remember we were all um, we were all watching. We were like, oh my God, that that just happened, you know. Mm. So there are a lot of elements in that film that speak to um Merjui as an activist and as someone who was not okay with the situation and it's not just that one video where he's like angry about the regime not allowing his film to come out he had um r- he had previously also uh done a video where he's asking um Vah- vahida his wife to take off her scarf yeah take off your scarf this is all over this is all gonna be over you know he's definitely mm. obviously. Uh, speaking about the the woman life freedom sure. movement, and he's he was an activist. So I think um, yes, I think he was active.
0: All right. Well, uh, anything else we want to add for this uh, this this roundup? I mean, there's so much to talk about. this. Yeah. Did Cristiano Ronaldo uh, get threatened with having to go to? Will oh he be put God. in jail? For for putting his arm around, uh, I, I
1: thought you were going to say something about Arsenal again. No,
0: <laughs> no, no. I mean, I'm happy to, but no. Uh, did you see that though?
1: No, oh, I, did I, I actually was didn't. ridiculous. There,
0: there was a there was a fake news story going mm. around that um when Cristiano Ronaldo was in Iran and you remember the woman in the the artist yeah, in the yeah. wheelchair yes, that yes. that he had somehow touched her and because this is against Islamic law he was now going to be well, sent of course to prison he, touched
1: and, her. he hugged her they took photos together kissed her, he kissed right, right. her like i mean we well, have it on camera there, this is not a did he did it no no no, like, no it was
0: a, it was a <laughs> Cristiano Ronaldo Ronaldo better not return to Iran oh, because he'll be rounded up and then they the Iranian authorities came out and said no in fact i think i think In they fact did.
1: we'll give him another silk carpet <laughs> if he <laughs> can yeah, exactly. We're happy I to would, have him back I would here. Love and that to distract happen. from everything else exactly. that's gone on. That, from, yeah. that's that's right. Right. that, that to was a but funny wake em up. funny news
2: though cuz before it was uh deemed to be fake. I was like oh my god are you kidding me? Well, th-
0: that's the thing too. I mean we're both um not surprised and yeah. shocked and horror, but we're uh, we're also so traumatized that it's like in monde, yeah. Like <laughs> Cristiano Ronaldo, they were going to put him in jail. Yeah. Uh, right. I mean, it's a, that you know.
3: may be the turning point. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> that may be the That's turning right. Point.
0: That that maybe then they would. Uh, yeah. Oh, and the other thing was the uh, the ongoing saga of the. I mean, this is. It's just I, I only from a sociological point of view as looking at media and stuff for me, it's the ongoing saga of whether the six billion dollars is frozen or unfrozen, depending oh on God. i mean it you know the American mainstream media mm-hmm. if this was about anything else, there would be shock and horror at how how
1: wishy-washy, wishy-washy and yeah.
0: lack of factual analysis. That mm-hmm. I mean, just like that a, a network can say, no, 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 it's going to be frozen. It's fine. Biden says so is it. And then the Qataris are coming out saying, no, no who, who made that deal? Iran's yeah. laughing about it. I mean, it's just yeah. n- n- none of us know the truth, I guess, but it certainly is not that... Everything's fine. It's been frozen. The six billion isn't going to the regime. Yeah,
3: I think all that six billion is is just a a, a ploy, that's just thrown into the media and in for people to talk about. What does the Islamic Republic for six billion? I just said they they just made ninety billion from oil sales in one year. That six billion doesn't. It's not insignificant,
0: though. It's
3: for them. That six billion is simply to say, look, Americans, they bow to us we demanded they bowed for them that was it was it was a marketing it was a pr stunt for for the islamic republic here are a few of your of 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 your american citizens give us we got everything we wanted we're the victors what did you guys get and then they turn around and we see what happens a few days later with the massacres and the chaos unfolding in israel and palestine and in gaza
0: anything else you want to add sir uh, <laughs> while you're here and the rest of us are staying in the colony you're going back to <laughs> yeah the,
3: go and listen to Love and Revolution <laughs> alright the new
0: album by Sep Osley That's Love right. and Revolution yeah. available on Spotify or at all your it, yeah. friendly neighborhood uh, streaming service yeah um, all of them well worth checking out you guys if you uh, check out Sep with two Ps S-E-P-P hmm. I was actually I put in SEP, S-E-P-P in Spotify and and you came up really? I think you're the only SEP with I, two P's I hope
3: so I, I hope nobody ever thinks of that football FIFA guy <laughs> the oh, old that's man right. Sep Blatter he's the only other but one but he doesn't have I, an album on Spotify does no he, he doesn't <laughs> I hope he better not I was
2: talking about the <laughs> music,
0: music portal uh, Raha John it's very nice to have you here <laughs> thank you very much for having to me to be it continued yes. uh, maybe you can give some <laughs> innovation <a> strategy <laughs> to uh, Sep on his other, for this new album call me <laughs> i uh, Pega as always Thank, Thank you. you. Thank you. Uh, let's go for calipace.
1: <laughs> no. <laughs> that one thing, no. Silence yes. goes over the crowd. Yeah, <laughs>
0: suddenly. Th- it's the most controversial. Like we, we literally discussed the Middle East, and the most controversial conversation of the day was calipace. calipace. I want to eat calipace with a Scotsman. With, with oh, his, the haggis. You know, somebody was telling me the Greeks have their version of uh, calipace, they too. Do. I'm sure. And yeah, yeah.
2: Italians as well. Yeah, all old I think cultures. they have like yeah. sirabi shirdun. I think they actually cook that in their own special way hmm. but it's a good keto f- keto food well, calipace, this, yeah but if you uh, don't have tea that's <laughs> the <laughs>
0: thing right if you uh, but but isn't it aren't you undoing the, the benefits of that by with all the chai um
2: isn't keto just fat and oh keto maybe keto. i'm thinking of paleo or yeah, something yeah. No, yeah. no no keto yeah. is just fat and protein and that's all uh calipache is huh. hmm. And it's so I tried to. Caliputche. I tried
0: to thread the needle and figure out a way, having the conversation twenty different ways yesterday, to figure out a way to if I could eat calipacha regularly and lose weight, but there wasn't one. <laughs> Keto Nobody, is your way. That's the way.
2: Yeah, but you're going to be so high on cholesterol, you're going to have to be monitored by
0: a <laughs> doctor. Yeah, exactly. Thank you, guys. Uh, back uh, with a full edition of Rook on Thursday. This is our bonus podcast. Thanks for listening out there. We really appreciate you guys. It's full time for Rook for today. Our website, uh, rookmedia.com. Thanks to the amazing team who put this show together. Anahita, Pega, Roham, Omid, Parisakave, Sakave, and Soundperson Louise. Thank you to all of you out there supporting us and sharing our content. Do subscribe if you haven't done so already. Find me on Instagram at Gian Gomeshi Mizunmashi.